0: Now listen, they want me to say hello, welcome to the James Whale well best bits of tonight's show. I wish you can hear every night Monday to Friday on talk radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of Whale? So have a listen, see what you think. Kieran Mullen is the Conservative MP for Crew and Nantwich. Uh, and he also is a junior doctor. We've talked to uh, yeah. Kieran before, he joins us now on the programme. Uh, Kieran, Good evening. Good evening. Now you're back working as a doctor aren't you at the moment?
1: Yes, volunteering. Not full time, fitting it in around my MP duties, but yeah, back on the front line when I yeah. can be.
0: I mean, are you are you there at the moment? Uh, no, not right now. I have been today. Okay, well that's today. all right. Okay. Good, good. Well, as long as I'm not disturbing you doing important things. Um I I thought I probably should get a test being uh, being one of those um necessary workers or whatever and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought I should get a test. So I, uh, I I looked into getting a test today. The nearest one to me is about 70 miles away mm, uh, yeah. which seems really strange um, and uh, I, I, I think that that's sort of uh, unusual, difficult to understand. I also understand uh, people panicking and wanting to get tests. I'm not even sure why I want to get a test.
2: What do you think you've got it now? Because it's only for if you've got it now. <clears throat>
0: no. Well, well no, if you're, over, on, yeah, yeah. if you're over 40, like I am... Yeah, but all um, it does
2: is tell you if you've got it now. You would then need to go every week, well, yeah, don't, that's, don't that, you? I mean, yeah, you have to go well, every week for well, a test then, in that yeah.
0: case. Well, that's why I'm just wondering, Doctor, what is the, what is the reason uh, that people all seem to want to get tested?
1: I, I think there's different reasons. I think um, there's some, obviously, the reasons the valid reasons which the government are encouraging, which is if you've got symptoms in particular, mm. uh, and you know, I heard, heard you coughing earlier, so if that's a new cough, you would be potentially eligible from a symptoms point of view. Um, I think that's the main reason. And there are people who've got family members who are, are isolated because they've got symptoms. And so I think the, the government is really focused on people who've got symptoms, who are living with someone who's got symptoms, and they are stuck at home when they don't need to be stuck at home necessarily. And so if those people mm. can go out and get a test, and, and kind of be out of isolation and that's helpful for them it's helpful for the economy and if they're healthcare workers or other key workers you know we need as many people as possible on the front line doing their jobs and so these tests help us to mm. to do that and that's that's the focus for now of course part of ramping up the capacity is working towards where we want to be which is actually contact tracing where actually the number of infections comes down enough. For us to track individual outbreaks in, amongst friends and family in the community and that's when we really need the capacity and antibody tests will
2: be important mm. well because today it came out that those they don't think you can be reinfected there was an error in I think it was Korea and they think it might uh, give you
1: yeah I mean I think I think the still I think the picture is still mixed on the antibody testing actually um, uh, because it's it's a longer term question so you might in terms of getting reinfected you you might right. find that the, the, the how badly you were infected in the first place might also make a difference. So I think I'm right, afraid yeah. that the evidence on antibody testing is still mixed. Yeah. And until the government really, really understands exactly how that all works, how, how accurate the test is, how long the, the antibody gives you protection for, because this is the other thing. You might have antibodies floating around, but we don't know for sure yet um, whether that gives you full protection and for how long. And, yeah. and those things are going to take a little yeah. bit longer to figure out, I think. So, I mean,
0: if you get tested, uh, you just know that either you've had it uh, or that you uh, haven't had it. And uh, I suppose that I suppose that is useful in the in the future. But people seem to be making an enormous amount of fuss of this uh, when there must be other more important things we could be focusing on.
1: I think the nature of of the media and the way these things work is something becomes the focus of attention. In reality all all the other work that's going on is still going on. So they're doing the work on the vaccine of course Uh in in Oxford is one of the places where we've got a leading edge really in terms of vaccine development. We're still doing all the work that we're doing in terms of supporting people to be at home if they need to be. So I I work with lots of amazing volunteers locally and I know the same across the country. Every day Mm. people are going out delivering medicines to people, taking food to people's homes the government's also doing a lot uh, looking at how the workplace can be made safer and, and boris johnson mentioned some of this today that there's a there's a plan going to come forward next week for how we might eventually be able to start reduce reducing some of the social isolation we have to do at the moment and how we can do that safely so i think there's an awful yeah. lot of other work that's going on every day
0: mm. um this looks like it's going to be a very long-term uh, situation and as a virus, it's not likely to ever be got rid of totally, is it? Like other viruses, it's going to be around like colds and flu.
1: It it depends. So the the, the thing that um, might happen is actually if we if we get a vaccine, as you mentioned uh, with, with the cold and flu, uh, cold in particular, we have to do a new vaccine every year. We have to revaccinate everybody every year. Other viruses, we get a vaccine and it's a one-off, and you get almost almost lifelong immunity. So, we let, you know, the best case scenario is that the vaccine that gets developed is a really effective vaccine that when you give it to someone, they uh, are protected for essentially for life. Yeah. And then we could gradually vaccinate the population and, and get it so that actually so few people can catch it. You've got to keep in mind at the moment, they think roughly 95% of the population still haven't had it. So, you know, we're very early on in terms of and mm. making it so that people don't get infected, and so if a vaccine can come along and fix that, that might actually mean that we uh, becomes less of a problem, much less of a problem than it would be if, if a vaccine isn't as effective or takes a long time to develop.
2: The James Whale Show, Come Praise the Whale on
0: Talk Radio. Let's talk to uh, Dr. Lawrence Buckman, who is former chair of the BMA uh, GPs Committee, and uh, he joins us now. Doctor, good evening. Good evening. Excuse the dogs, they're having a bark and I can't get to them
2: at the moment. It's all right, it's a nice bit of atmosphere. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, there's nothing to do with you, Lawrence. Thank God. Um, yeah, I know, it's a bit worrying sometimes for people. Uh, so anyway, this does I look would like it's... I people to, to
3: lock them behind a door when I'm coming. Exactly, put them in really? the kennel, in oh the dear. garden, where yeah. they belong. That's oh, what, yeah. shut up. Yeah.
0: Oh, the pair of you, dog haters. Oh, right. No, I okay. love dogs. No, I like
3: dogs, just not when I'm examining a patient. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, no, you shouldn't have one, I suppose, when you're examining a patient. Well, mine would want to be there and watch because they might learn. Well, and, that's true. Uh, if you're a vet, you dogs should. Who yeah. like, yeah. you know, like to uh, to be educated. Uh, but it's okay. They're they're in the kitchen, uh, quite a long way from me at the moment. But they, have got. They're very in loud the kitchen. Box, oh no, they? doctor, they're in the kitchen. Yeah. That's
2: a terrible place for dogs. Oh, shut it? up! In the
0: kitchen, will you? Um, so anyway, this looks like it's, uh, it's pretty good news then that if you are or if you do get uh, COVID, then if you've had it, you do have some kind of immunity.
3: Yes, we'll need to wait until we can see really high quality antibody tests. Mm. Um, b- b- those are the tests that tell you that you've had it and that you're now immune and we aren't at that stage yet. Mm. The only people who can do those tests pretty much anywhere or places like germ warfare laboratories like we've got at Porton down uh, they can tell you whether you've had it or not but we haven't got the kind of test that can be rolled out for mass testing once mm. we've got that then we will know if you've had it and are now immune and that's the most important test to have once we've got that then we really can say this person's okay this person is not yet okay and that would make mm. such a difference to life generally
2: but it might matter yeah. how much viral load you got. We spoke to another doctor who's also an MP, and he was saying it might depend on how, much you, how bad you got it in the first place. How much,
3: yes, and, yeah. and again, there's no evidence to, to, to say how much you have to have in order to get the immunity. I mean, we just don't know these questions. Yeah. They're all very important. Yeah. Um, if it was viral load, then clearly the people who've had it without symptoms are likely to have not had enough. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, we just don't know.
0: So, how long do you? Think, I mean, the 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 getting the testing out seems to be a huge problem. I mean, there's a testing station nearest one to me is about seventy five mile drive.
3: Right. Well, that's not very convenient, is it? And that's
0: not well, an no, antibody I'm not test. Going.
2: That just tells you if you've got it at the time. Well, I know, but
3: that's
0: yeah. what everybody's trying to get and find out whether they've got it. I mean, I suppose. that Not a lot of point in knowing whether you've got it or not, unless you happen to want to get back to work with people. if you're an NHS worker, I suppose. If you're
3: you're an essential worker, it's really quite important. So for those people, it's important. For people who are (laughs) carers, it's important. For people who are ill and aren't sure whether they've got it or not, this is a way of telling. And that's very useful. It's not a rubbish test, but it's nowhere near as good as the antibody tests, which will come, I'm sure.
2: How long do you think?
3: Well, they've tested mm. over 20 so far, all of which are not good enough. Right. Um, and yeah. <clears throat> what about the port and Down, really down
2: is... one? The Porton Down one, is it too complex? And it's
3: too it... complex. Right. It's not, you can't roll that out for right. 65 million people. I mean, that, <clears throat> that rem- involves scientists doing something for a week before they get an answer. That's right. useless as a real test. Mass mm. testing has to require a thing that's mm. simple, easy to do, preferably one you do yourself, Um, or certainly one that can be easily done in a laboratory, and we're not there yet. The current results are really disappointing, and what you really don't want is false positives and negatives, because that is utterly misleading.
0: And what are the kits like? What we really need, hang on, what we really need is to be able to go into the chemist and get one, don't we, a testing kit?
2: Yes, that's exactly what we need. And would it be a sort of finger prick and blood and put it on a strip and then see where the line... That's it, that's exactly
3: what would happen. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. And That's what because, they're working on. And every time that somebody said, there's a great breakthrough, we've got one, and then you start testing them, you realise, knowing what the result is already, because you know whether somebody's got it or not, and then you, do yeah. these, you test these kits and they just don't work. Yeah. Uh, they're just not reliable. There will be one. Somebody's going to crack it. It's just a matter of time. And whoever cracks it, of course, will make a lot of money. And that's fair enough. And um, they'll roll out mass testing for everybody and you can just say, I want one, and walk into a pharmacy and buy one.
2: But that mm. could be a year. Well, that's it, or something? yeah. Oh no, well, no, that'll be much mm. quicker than that. Oh, well, that's good. The James Whale Show. Come praise the wheel on Talk Radio.
0: Andy, hi, handy Lound, space expert. Good, uh, good evening to you, Andy. Good evening, James. We were kind of talking about this the other day, but apparently now NASA's going to go ahead launch uh, some. Um, uh, some rockets and blow up asteroids. Is this well, safe quite, to do?
4: Quite, quite straightforward. they got the operation, uh, a mission called DART, Double Asteroid Redirection Test. What a great acronym. <laughs> um, and this, this, this is an important mission. This was already on on the boards because this is, this is what they were looking at. And originally this mission was going to be a joint mission with our good old friends, the European Space Agency. Uh, who were going to launch a a satellite to look at a particular asteroid, analyse the satellite, give us its mass, its composition, and then the Americans were going to hit the asteroid with another spacecraft. And because we'd had all this wonderful data about the asteroid, we'd have perfect data of the impact. Unfortunately, the European Space Agency, in their wisdom, have cancelled their part of it, but America were going ahead anyway. And the idea is um, to fly a spacecraft... To uh, an asteroid, uh, uh, Didymos, make sure you get that one right, um, and the idea is to slam into a little moon going around it called Didymos, and the idea is then you'll, you'll hit it head on. This will essentially slow the space, slow the asteroid down in its orbit by f- 0. 0.4 millimetres of a second.
2: Yeah. And that'll change it a lot, will it?
4: Over time, yeah. that will be quite considerable, yes. And that's, this is the idea. They want to see how practical it is. Just to slam something, this is going to be something that's about 1,100 pounds in weight, 500 kilos in weight. It's going to hit the, the asteroid at about 3.7 miles per second should slow it down by 0.4 millimetres per second, but because of its great distance, of course, uh, from, from the Earth on its orbit, it should slow it down, and we should therefore take some observations of it and to see if that is the case. And, of course, because you've slowed it down because of typical orbital parameters, it will actually change its orbit slightly and therefore yeah. avert any potential of it crashing into the Earth.
2: So they're hitting it head-on rather than at an angle?
4: Yes, it's very easy. Like snooker? Yeah, yeah. You're doing this thing to, to sort of uh, slow it down, essentially, yeah. by this fraction amount. And as I said the, the, the other night when I was talking to you, if you, could get it, if you can do it far enough uh, in time, mm. then you have a big effect later on. And that will be enough to actually to, to means that years down the line, it's, it's likely to have uh, hundreds of miles of, of distance change. And that's going to be quite important. And this is the real first test to experience, to see if this would actually be practical to actually do this or not. We don't know until they actually do it. And mm. if it is successful, then, of course, suddenly we have the ability to perhaps protect our planet. Deflect from, from asteroids, to yeah. Yeah,
2: But we're dabbling with danger, aren't we? We could send it on course. No. no, I was thinking that. Supposing we
0: put it off... No. Supposing we put this one we're messing around with off course and it comes and hits us.
4: No, no. This is why you're using this this asteroid Didymus because it's in in an orbit we understand. It's not likely to collide with us and therefore by slowing it down... We can actually do the calculations. I mean, m- most A-level math- ma- mathematical students will be able to do the calculations on paper, and you'll be able to be able to work out that it um, it isn't going to come near to us at all. Um, mm-hmm. But That's a safe experiment. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's a safe experiment. It's a, safe experiment. Good. Good. It's a yeah. safe experiment. Yeah.
2: What does didymus mean? I mean, what, what's didymus mean? <laughs> twin.
4: Twin means twin because there's twin. two of them. Because it's epididymus, in, and that's I twin. Twinned. There are two of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you're going to get me by the short and curly on that one. Yeah,
2: yeah, but he thinks he 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 did no, go to school for a long that, time. That would be because his twin tubes, yeah. If he did, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So, All right, Ash. Okay, you don't have to try and milk it for everything you've Oh no, get don't, out, don't say it, that. Do you? Milking your oh. epidemic.
2: Oh no, that's disgusting.
0: Oh, dear. <laughs> only to only to someone with a mind like you, oh. to be quite honest. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. right now. So so um, they're obviously concerned about this to be doing these tests now, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they know I mean, something we don't?
4: No, I think it's what, what's happened is people have actually been f- more focused on this over a number of years. There, there were a number of organisations who were, in fact, going back quite a, quite a long way to the 1950s There were people talking about it and scientists sort of saying, don't be ridiculous, these things only happen in a very rare occasion. And everybody kept citing, well, what about the Siberia thing? Oh, yes, yes, but it's a very rare event. It's, these things don't usually happen. <laughs> Uh, But slowly, as they've started uh, flying things into space and seeing just how much stuff there is out there, there's thought to be about Mm 25,000 large asteroids in the solar system, of which 8,000 are charted and plotted reasonably well. That doesn't, of course, uh, explain away all the tinier bits, which could actually be city damages and things like that, which is always a a concern. The James Whale Show. Come praise the
2: Whale on Talk Radio. Exactly, put them in really? the kennel, in oh the, the garden, where they yeah. belong. That's oh, what, yeah. shut up.
0: Are oh, the pair of you dog
2: haters?
3: Oh, right. No, I okay. love dogs. Everyone no, I like dogs, thing. just not when I'm examining a patient. You oh, dig you a go hole, you put the plant
2: in, you add water, it grows. Oh, so shut this, up. Though. Shut that up. Gar- that's gardening.
3: It's, it's, the wife does that. Why <laughs> oh, oh,
2: is it, right oh, right is it okay. called pruning? I mean, it's nothing Hello. to do with prunes.
0: Uh, James, if you ever have a pain in the neck, I would check the area of... For Ash, <laughs> <laughs> Simon Tucker, very funny. Yeah, so does, does does
3: Ash grow any herbs? <laughs>
0: yeah, he doesn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, yeah. Look, Joe. What does he Ash do? doesn't what does do. He doesn't I don't do. grow. know he I, I, does no, I do grow a... All part of the crow family. They all can learn to talk. Wow! So, so that's them what them, you got to do. Make, make him talk grow. for the nuts. Yeah,
2: <laughs> get them doing a radio show. I've got they're in the kitchen. Box, oh, anyways. no, Doctor, they're in the kitchen. Yeah. That's a mm. terrible place for doctor. Oh, shut up! In the kitchen. Will you?
0: That was uh, the clips for today. The worst of whale, or oh, sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back, 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.